The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep it. Hey everybody, this is Sarah. This is Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're here and joining us. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate every single listen and we're amazed that we have... Did you see that we are out of the Apple podcast chart in New Zealand? What? (laughs) But does that mean we were on it ever? Oh, yes, we were. Oh, my God. We're on the Apple charts in New Zealand and Cyprus. I saw Cyprus. I see we're still on Cyprus and Portugal. But we were actually in New Zealand. That means we could go visit there. We could. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you're on a chart there... Yeah, that is a first class ticket to New Zealand. And then like a spider will come and bite us in the vag. And then you'll have to humiliate yourself like you do at the doctor constantly. Like I did today. Showing your vag and butthole. Having to let a male nurse take pictures of my vag. And he said, I'll try to do these tastefully. And I was like, "Uh, there's nothing tasteful about this. Just take the fucking picture. You were posing nude in front of a male today. I had to hold my vagina lip. To the side. Hey, welcome if you're new here. I just yeah, talked about my vagina lip. <laughs> Sorry, it's not like a true crime right away. You got to wait a no, little bit. To, you have to hear about my vagina lip yeah. first. And I had to hold it over to the side so he could get a good shot. I didn't. Of why the why rash. are they? I, I feel like you were bamboozled. I feel yeah. like that's not what happens. Like Joey yeah. when he was getting measured for his suit and his yeah, tailor was and always they were grabbing tugging him. at his yeah. ball sack. Yeah. No, I mean, that could be it. Then when the, the, my dermatologist is a woman and she was like, Jesus, what are we going to do with you? Like, it just can't get better. And she's very lovely. I love her. And she is really nice. She's working hard. Yeah. She's working hard. But she's just like, oh my God, you have a rash again. And they just take more and more pictures and they're like, okay, well, we're going to see if this clears up now. Oh my God. Well, well I hope do. so. They gave you, did they give you a different medicine? They did. Okay. We'll try this one. Yeah, they gave me two. I feel like it happens a lot though. Well, now it's getting hot. Yeah. But stressful, stressful times. Stressful times, I know. Um, all right. So sorry, so that's, that's our intro. About- <laughs> um we're, and we're done. Thank you. Uh we are coming at you today with an actually incredibly famous <sighs> case. Um, you've heard of it before, probably if you're a true crime nut, um, you've heard this. So if not, this is a great story because it's a man. I feel in these times, the only thing that can maybe bring all women together is a hatred of men. men. So this one might be perfect for these trying times. I agree. Um, because this is a man we can all hate, mm-hmm. uh, and hate, 
like truly hate. And you're supposed to, you're not supposed to hate in blah, blah, blah. No, you can hate this man. Mm-hmm. You can hate him. Yeah. Real good. Um, we also say what got us through the week and we call it our glitter in the shitter because usually we've had a shitty week. I mean, not like Ukraine level. No. Shitty week. No. no. Um, we are privileged enough to be able to complain about hangnails and things. So, yes. um, and crotch and crotch rot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, for just deodorant factory workers, that alone, we do have a little freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, (laughs) I, I have a list of five glitters and then I just saved them for later. And I said, my glitter that's getting me through this week of shit and to some people, it's not shit. But to a lot of people, it was mm-hmm. a week of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what got me through the death of my precious Diego um, and got me through the last week of Deodorant Factory um, is Trailer Park Boys. Oh, God. I, Jamie knows even, like Rachel and I have comfort shows. We'll watch yeah. the same Mama's Family yep. episodes 200 times. And he'll yeah. always say, you've seen this shit episode 100 yes. times. We'll be like, that's the point. Yes. And then we've seen every Simpsons chapter, like uh, season two to eight. We've watched them all 600 yep. times. And they just, it just is on our TV and it just, they go mm-hmm. through each, then we started over. everybody has a show um, like that. Yeah. Jamie, do- I mean, he doesn't get it. He never did. My family, we would have the same movie on for like two weeks and then switch it and have another one. Mm-hmm. It shows all the time. And Or Three Stooges. We'd watch a Three Stooges over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, so Trailer Park Boys is art and he'd always be like, you're just watching it too much. I'm going to ruin it. I said, no, I, I, that, I don't. Like, to him, it probably does. But to me, I'm like, I don't. It's like a comfort show. That's what they are. I don't know if he has that ability. Um, I don't know if he has a soul. Maybe when you have the micro penis, you don't have a soul either. It's uh, like a changeling. Maybe not. Um, but when he knew Diego, we had to put Diego down. He turned it on to Trailer Park Boys. He knew. And he sat down and brought me a whiskey. And I thought, oh, right there is the reason I married him. Yep. He knew. Uh, yeah, and then just all of the shit. The January 6th thing I've been watching. Yeah, you've been really into um, that. Yeah, yep. I'm always on political Twitter, and we try not to be political on our podcast. Yeah. We, we just want people to laugh no. or yeah. be horrified. Yeah. Because everyone should be able to laugh and be horrified. That's if everyone can feel those. Um, and again, come together in our hatred of men. Um, and this role be weighed. Because we have daughters. And you know how I enjoy when religion decides to be the rule of the land. You know how I think that's really smart. What do you think the elders of your church thought? Yeah. Well, what did Melissa what we went, Gilbert, what Melissa and-, Gilbert <laughs> and Chrissy McNichol, who I love, and Joyce DeWitt and I asked Zeus to send a few lightning bolts right into the crotch yeah. of those judges. Yeah. Into the tits of Amy. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that might happen. Just a real zap, a zap right to the balls. Zzz, real quick. Let's, I mean, or slow. Let's see if it happens. Yep. Anyway. Not to so, be political. Thank you to Ricky and Bubbles and Julian and Mr. Leahy and Randy. You got me through and you yep. always will. Are and Canada, you pulled through. Show? Canada, you pulled through. Yes. Oh, okay. Canada, what would I do without you? I don't know. All right. What is yours? Um... 
Well, my glitter and the shitter, I have children and they constantly steal things from... Sorry, Randy is up again. Just push him down. Oh. Randy, come here. I'm sorry. She's just... He's just... No, No, Randy. Oh, Um, my God. Well, I'll struggle with this while you continue. Come here. Okay, well... Anyway, yep. your children. Um, I have children, and they steal things from me all the time, and like from my bathroom all the time. Like I will buy myself like a really nice manicure set, always, and then it's gone. I buy myself new makeup, it's gone. Um, and so I was like, "Fuck them! I'm gonna start fucking stealing things." from them all the time suck it with your they like it legos bitch yep and so i stole my daughter's pixie the brand is pixie it's a makeup it's like p-i-x-i and it's like a lovely green color um and i stole she had this it looks like a deodorant Mm -hmm. not like an actual deodorant but it looks like a deodorant thing but it's called deodorant on the glow blush and it's literally like just a stick and it's 18 bucks you can get it at target and it's like a blush and there's two things i never go without one is my mascara and two is i have to have color on my cheeks or yeah i you look like a cholera vampire look uglier (laughs) than i usually do yeah so i stole it and she's going to listen to this now and be like, you bitch, mom. And I don't care because I love it. And I'm going to keep stealing it from her. All right. And that's convenient. It's very convenient. And you just and off you go. Yep. It's called Pixie on the Glow Blush. And it's like a stick of color for your cheeks. And I loved it. Excellent. Do you know we have some patrons? But can I say one more thing oh that I love? God. Sorry. Um, Sarah right now is wearing a Charles Nelson Riley t-shirt. That's another show we watch is Match and Game 75. Match game and Jamie Sarah's will be like, favorite. you've seen this Match Game two times. I will say we know it's a good one. And I'm taking a picture <laughs> right now. Rachel got it for me. Her boobs are stretching out of yeah. space. He's smoking his pipe. He's yeah. got his neck kerchief yes. on. And he is his looking gay glasses. as ever. And his hot glasses. Yeah. And um, nobody better. It is great. So this it was a surprise yeah. gets for me when I saw you yeah. wearing that. I mean, it's, it's, a win. <laughs> it's a win. I love it. I love it. Um. Our new Patreons. No! Um, Trisha. Trisha. that I hope I yeah. said it right. Sure. Beautiful yep. name. Trisha. And Kenzie Duke. Thank you oh to gosh, both Trisha of you. Oh and Kenzie. Cutest new. names ever. Aww. And thank you so much. Um, my batches of stickers. Um, that's what we did in college with Drew and Gina and Gianna and all them. Yeah. So I think Drew was trying to call me a bastard and a bitch, and it came out a batch. And that's what I just remembered. <laughs> we used to call each other a batch. And then we would see cookies that said soft batch, and then we would laugh. And then you ourselves. would laugh. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm sending out some. You get, if once you're a Patreon, you get some stick, some of our yep, stickers and a thank you, you note from us. Yeah. 
And we are going to work on uh, getting a new episode very shortly for mm-hmm. June, possibly two, since we're freer. We are Bef- freer. And before you get your um, crotch ripped before out. Before I have my surgery. Yeah. We also have uh, social media. So we have a... Um, what? We have, tw- well, a Twitter I put stuff on, but Instagram, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Like I said, that's at almost a thousand. Oh my gosh. With some of the funniest, nicest people and they realize too that they are assholes that live by each other most of the time too. I know. Um we are Minnesota assholes, but we yep. have a lot from all over actually all over the world. Um Neve, right, is from Ireland, so any others. Um we have Pip from the UK. There has to be There's someone some in Cyprus. There has to be. Where are our Cyprus I listeners? Know. Write us, Cyprus. Um but on the Facebook page, we try to, we have so many funny people. They yeah. put up so many funny things and funny memes or just something hilarious happening in their life. And it's just like, you know, like us, like just typical. Um, or, you know, something where their husband's just or spouse or wife or whatever is being a real dick. And <laughs> we just are like, yep, that happens. That's just always going to happen. Yep. And what spoke to my heart, first of all, your picture of the 70s stars yeah. with Joyce DeWitt's. My God. And when I saw Christy McNichol, I do love, I just were like, I love her so much. It was missing Farah. It was missing Charles Nelson Briley. Yeah. I don't think that Farah was in that no, one. No, she wasn't. Um, But oh my gosh, I wish they had a Chachi was Chachi, in it. But he sucks he dick. He sucks. He can but go fuck himself. I, I feel like. He... No. Sorry. No. Um, I've always liked a Chachi. But then, and I forgot the name of who put it up. You might find this. Um. But the one that spoke to my heart what was, was it? Canada. You know, I love Canada, uh-huh. but here's a reason why we all should hate Canada because they created fucking Caillou. <laughs> and it yes. was a manifesto of mm-hmm. why Caillou sucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so glad other people realize, um, Michelle Goldner, um, that Caillou sucks because and when you're forced to watch Caillou as a kid, first of all, you don't understand why his name is Caillou and spelled like that. And I understand yeah. it's Canadian. Um, <laughs> and there's things. And, but why does he have no hair? And why is he such a bitch? <laughs> well, this article explained it all. Everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it was like, okay. And they said, suck at Canada, but I love Canada. But this... I, I also saw a Twitter where someone put Canada must feel right now like they're living in an apartment above a crack house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's perfect. We're Americans, and in uh, to our foreign listeners, we know. We we know. We know. Um, what did you like? Um, I liked two things. First of all, Amanda Gibson put that post up of Linda Skeens winning every ah! single. <laughs> um, Linda crushed it. Yes, she crushed the brownie baking contest. This was like at some Kentucky County Fair. Yeah. She won the shit out of pies. First prize, pickles. second prize, yes. third prize. Linda fucking Skeens. Linda Skeens won everything. And then when you clicked on the actual post and read the comments, they were gold oh i people can be so was funny cry laughing eloise oh. kept going why are you crying why are you laughing and then i showed phil phil was cry laughing and phil never thinks 
internet things are funny because he likes to be a curmudgeon about the internet. Unless he finds it, then he well, thinks it's of funny. Course. Yeah. But if I find it, he's always no. like, <laughs> but he even laughed. Um, that was one. Then the other thing that I thought was totally crazy was um, Marcy Johnson wrote about how she had to take a tick out of her, yeah, she her doctor dick? housed it. Yes. A tick out of the dick. And you had told the story about Dr. House finding the tick in the vag. Yes. And then my own great cousin, maybe, on Facebook found a tick in her belly button. That, and it was yes. a real picture of her. I've heard that happens I often. I can't even believe it. So there yeah. was like three. It was like a tick trifecta everywhere. Yeah. And so I just had to mention it. It was alarming. Well, and then your dogs bring ticks into your house yeah. all the time and they fall off and you can be just sitting on your carpet. Yeah. And that's what I bought like the gold standard of I just found like tick collars for fucking Otto because yeah. he just is like a magnet. And oh, it seems to work because he went to the Bounty Waters and didn't have one on him. Yeah, my t- my tiny girl eats the stuff like there's a tick thing that she eats for. Ticks oh, good. And, yeah. yeah, that's what she, she doesn't seem to have any on her either. Oh, she's yeah. just a little thing. Yeah. And- now we shaved her for the summer. Oh, she's so. the cutest. Yeah. Um, she looks like um, Tramp. You said yeah, from Lady, yeah. a little, Aww. a little mini Tramp yeah. from Lady and the Tramp. So Aww. cute. Not Lady, but Tramp. But a girl. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this case, I heard of a why. It's. I mean, now it's ten years old. Yes. Um So you've probably heard it over the ten years, and especially if you're a true crime buff. Like I said, you've heard this case. Um, it is the case of Harold Henthorne. Mm-hmm. And Harold, a terrible name, but I like Harry because Harry Styles, Harry Potter, yeah. that's a cute name. But yep. he always went but by he Harold. Because Harold. he's yeah. a fucking asshole. So we hate him. Yep. Um, Harold Henthorne is a malignant narcissist, like a one percenter, like top mm-hmm. of the top. We know some other ones in America. And it seems to be like, just cool. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Um, and he also is a sociopath. So those together, he, I'm surprised he went as long as he did, but nobody really, he's, he, no. ha, he, he really hit his life a lot. So I, I don't know if there's more out there. And I just saw an article that he went in t- 2022, he went back to court and I didn't have time to click on it. So I wonder, oh, yeah, I, I should look that up. Okay. All right, so we watch. There are multiple shows on him. We watched a show called American Monster. This is a great one because it all it has reenactments, mm-hmm. it has real video footage, and it has real people involved in it. Right. So you kind of get a, a trifecta of the true crime show. It's American Monster season two, episode six, push record. So if you want to watch that one after or before or stop you know, and watch it and continue. You also can see a, what I suggest though, is going to Hulu if you have it and watching wild crime. Wild crime is a four episode breakdown of this case. It also talks about the park ranger special agent that put this case together and they left her out of the American monster. And she actually did years of work and she wasn't mentioned in this episode. Of course. 
Um, the men, I mean, who worked alongside her were mentioned. She, who broke her ass getting this case together, was not. Um, but I'll mention her at the end. Okay. And it's fascinating because it goes into so much detail because this case is so, I mean, it, it's a, a complicated case. And so many tiny little parts start yeah. fitting together as you get to, you know, deeper into it. Yeah. There is also, it's a dateline and a 48 hours, I believe, as well. And those are always good. Uh, always. Yep. The second murder of this case happened in 2012. And what we also do on this podcast, if you're new, is we kind of dive into the pop culture of the year 2012 to get your brain back in time. 2012, the good old days, the before times that we'll, we'll never see again. Before times. I don't remember 2012. At all. I don't either. What were we doing? How old is my kid? I don't know. Not 10. I think uh, I had a baby she in was 2012. 11. I did have a baby in 2012. That's oh, why I don't remember yeah, it. Yeah, you don't remember. So you the postpartum depression just washes years away from me. I think it does. Yeah. So what were we watching on TV? Did you ever watch Storage Wars? No. I never did either because it gave me anxiety thinking, oh my gosh, what if you paid like $1,000 yeah. and then you open it up and it's just men's piss stained underwear? You would have anxiety about it too. I, yeah. I would be like, I can't, I can't. I'm not a betting person yep. or you open it yeah, up no, and then the I. other guy who bets $5 gets star Wars yep. toys. And I'd be like, how come <laughs> you, you got that? And I got this piss stained underwear. And I would be pissed yeah. if I got Star Wars toys. I know. I'd be or like, like it would be God. under the Giants costumes. This yeah. guy who bid $3 gets that. Oh, yeah, that I never watched it, but it was huge, I think, because people were always talking about it. Um, I was watching, of course, we always talk about it, Sons of Anarchy. If you've never seen it. Oh, my gosh. Megan, you'll know you. It's not your deal. No, I feel nope. like. Um, but Suits with Meghan Markle. I never saw that. Me neither. So I don't know if it, it was, was a good. USA show, though. Yeah. And I usually like you do because it's a psych. And, psych. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked other ones that were on there, like uh, Bird Notice. I yes, watched I watched sometimes. Um, yeah. I think the first season of that. And that doctor who came, what was that? What the shit was that show? He like lived in the Hamptons and he was like a doctor for the rich people and would come to their mansions. I, I can't know. remember what it's called. That was on USA. Was too. it Doctor Now? And he would say, tell me, tell me about the Eden habit. <laughs> oh, no. Now, you gain 45 pound and we're supposed to lose 35 pound. And you're saying you didn't change the Eden habit? Mm-hmm. It was called Royal Pain. Oh, all right. Oh, it was not the doctor. Okay. Um, it wasn't Doc Baker. It wasn't Doc Baker. A spinoff Baker. called Doc Baker and his good old <laughs> In the anal temp. <laughs> Hi, I'm Doc Baker and I'm going to take your temperature anally. <laughs> I've had it with Prairie Life, and I've come to the Hamptons. Yeah. The Hamptons people do not pay me in chickens and eggs. <laughs> they pay me in actual money. That's where Harriet and Nell's yeah. vacation. They wish. Yeah. Um, what were people wearing in 2012? I don't know. Uh, I guess Maternity glitter clothes? pumps. Oh. I don't remember glitter pump. I've never, I don't wear pumps because mm-hmm. I'll just fall down. Mm-hmm. And I don't go anywhere fancy where you'd wear pumps. Never. Um, peplum pieces. Again, I don't wear peplums because when you have a gunt, the last thing you want to do is put a fucking hoop skirt oh, around no, it. Oh, no, no. 
No, wedge sneakers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They can be cute, I think. Yeah. Um, it depends. I maybe wore those. Um, well, I'm already like 5'9", so I, I don't know. Digitized prints. I like those because when I would watch um, Project Runway, there was always a challenge where they had to make their own digital prints like on an iPad. And then they had they got their fabric all, and then you could see like the sometimes they'd be like, oh, I fucked up because they only made their print <laughs> like a little bit. And then when it's a big print. Right. And then they would have to make a thing from their address from their print. Oh. Um, and sometimes it was awesome. And sometimes it was like, holy shit. Hmm. So that's harder than it seems. Neon yeah. was big. Statement pants, like big flowery fucked pants. What? I don't remember that. But, I don't remember any of these um, things. Big impact collars. I don't remember people wearing big seventies no, John Travolta things, collars. No. Exposed midriff, of course. But I never yes. did that because why do you want to see a big hairy Again, gun? I was pregnant in two thousand twelve. Um, and the, when everyone was playing for toys, it was just Angry Birds. Angry oh, birds. I remember Angry enjoying birds. that on Angry my birds. You know yeah. what else you missed is Heart of Dixie. Oh, People that were was watching that Heart of Dixie. It started I, why do in, I feel like it was 2018 and stuff? No, it started in 2011. Oh. oh. And it's the greatest show ever. I know. I, I feel like I might like it. And if you don't watch, if you haven't watched it, the next time you get COVID, that needs to be yeah. on your list. <gasps> you know what's coming out next week? It's only murders in the oh, building. It is second season. Yes, I was thinking like July twelfth. No, it's okay. coming out next week, oh. and I'm really excited. Yeah, we got to find out who killed yeah, the bunny. But yeah, bunny the the lady. dumbass yeah. manager. Um, I'm super excited. So I'm gonna watch that when I have my surgery. See my hysterectomy. All right, we're gonna head anyway. Back- to 1994 to start. Did you know that there were two songs? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot your whole part. I forgot I just my went song over it. part. In 2012, uh, Men Were Pervs, big surprise. No. There was a song Jeez. by Tyga called Rack City. I feel like we shouldn't pay any attention to Tyga. I concur. And then Usher, perv of all pervs, had yeah. a song called climax oh and they were gross um and there were no good songs in 2012 at all so i'm not even gonna say them and taiga there wasn't even one was with black china and they had no they had a kid kylie used to babysit that kid and then kylie and taiga started up. a thing and that was all pre-covid but i thought come on but they didn't have she all of her she kids was a teen. are with that one guy, yes. right? Okay, that always looks down in his photos because he's self conscious, I guess. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cute, um, but I don't even know what Tyga um, looks like. But. No, you don't want to know what Tyga looks like because his okay. face—it's when you go up to people and you go, "Hey, is that your face or did your butt grow teeth?" <laughs> hey, is that your face? Or did your neck puke? <laughs> Sorry, Tyga. Allegedly. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Um, yeah. Why can't I think? Everyone's, your Cassie's screaming at us right now. Kylie and Travis Scott. That's God. God, we're dumb. I am. Real dumb. Okay. All right. We're heading to 1994. 
The Rochelle, which is the greatest year ever. Okay, bye. Um, okay, that's eighty four. It is. Well, Rochelle family is having a vacation, and they're a lot like my family. They had the video camera mm-hmm. there in everyone's face constantly, which now you appreciate because you can look back and see. Oh, there's me yeah. as a kid and stuff. Whatever. So they have all these home videos, tons and tons of them, and they look like a really close knit family. Tons of kids. The Rochelle family has a mom and a dad. Um, that were older at this point because all of their children, they had four children, I think two girls, two boys, and they were all married with children. So it's a big family and they were on vacation, this beach vacation we're kind of seen in. Part of the family is a woman named Lynn and her husband, Harold Henthorn. And Harold, just go fuck yourself every time right. i'm gonna every once in a while tell them that just go fuck yourself they had been married for 12 years and it said really quick they had met in college and i think her lynn's siblings also knew him from college so they knew him since he was probably a teen which i don't know and as we get into the story it's like i i just i don't know like how they knew him for this long I, I don't know. The psychology of it is insane. Uh, so they're Harold's an uncle. Lynn and Harold do not have any children. They tried. They did not have any children. Um, but they're, he's a great uncle. Um, he, you know, they love the other kids and they're just, the family seems to just love each other. And we see Grace Rochelle mm-hmm. that plays a huge part in the Hulu documentary as well. And she also plays, she plays a huge part in this story, yes. actually. She's married to Kevin, which is Lynn's brother. Yes. And Lynn, again, is married to Harold Henthorne. Grace is, talks to us, the real Grace, throughout this episode. And she says, Lynn, as far as she was concerned, Lynn, whenever she would look at Harold, she just, you know, had hearts in her eyes. Harold loved Lynn and took care of her. Um, but what we're seeing is Lynn and Harold live in Colorado and they come maybe about twice a year for family gatherings. So all they're really seeing of their relationship is Lynn and Harold with the family for a few days. And I have a feeling there was some pretending going on. Um, so Grace and Kevin in 1995. So they have a Christmas or, or this. No, this is we're during the summer, I think, or April or yeah, something. Yeah, the other one was around things, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So they get a call that from Colorado um, that, well, in here, Colorado, they say they think they live out there because Harold is telling them he works for an oil company mm-hmm. out there. And they always said he was really smart, kind of like had an engineer brain. So they believed all this. Um, But they get a call and they hear that Lynn and Harold were in a car accident and Lynn has passed away at the hospital. And this is a reenactment um, that was done pretty well. I just, I was concerned at the height, the height of the turtleneck that the Grace (laughs) character was wearing. It was like a turtleneck made for it knitted for a giraffe and then they just gave it to the grace character telling her to make it work and i thought oh and she has to play a very emotional role yeah um because it's her sister-in-law right so they and the real grace was just like they were this was like a sudden death that just 
right. completely destroyed their family. Right. And they were really just confused about the entire thing because they're getting the stories they're getting from Harold, which we'll hit on later later it's not very detailed it's just there was a car accident an accident with the car a car accident she's passed away and so the family just took it as a terrible accident they felt horrible for harold because they knew he loved lynn and they took it as an it's her time although she was a young woman in her 30s so it's not really her time but we accidents happen and it's shitty and they just tried to move on as a family. They were they included Harold in everything they did after that because Harold was for twelve years a huge part of their family, and like I said, the other siblings knew Harold from college, so I think they were friendly. All of their children were like Uncle Harold, right. Auntie Linny. They like loved yes. them and were always in his lap, and so they really this family, even though their own sister had died, they rallied around Harold and were like. We, you're going to get through this, Harold. Like, you're still in our family. And yeah, just we how love good you. these yeah. people were. Yeah. Um, really good people. Yeah. And I'm glad that they do have such a strong family because I think it helped them throughout this whole thing. Seven months later, after the accident, this is Christmas. It's the first Christmas without Lynn. Harold comes from Colorado to where they are, I think, on the East Coast. I think North, North Carolina, something like that. Yeah, they were on the East Coast. Yeah, um, And we see real footage again of all these get-togethers. We're seeing the real Harold interacting with the real family members, the real wives, the kids. And it looks, you would look at it and be like, totally normal. I mean, Harold, the real Harold to me looks like a skin suit over something. Like he, he looks alien. Like, like when Vincent D'Onofrio yes, was very much so. the alien suit. Like the skin suit. Just because his eyes men in black. are, he has dead eyes. Like the Jaws dead doll's eyes. Shock's eyes. I'm going to offer um, commentary later. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but here, I, I just something, something about him in his looks i think it was his eyes just got me um anywho you would look and be like how cool this family is like they look they're all smiling they're all having fun they're all kind to each other and laughing and um harold brought gifts that he said were from lynn um and He's still really sad and everyone's sad for him he gave lynn's parents a beautiful picture of lynn um and was hugging them and he gave the girls like a little purse and he said auntie lynn picked that out for you which if you take it as that like wow that's really cool and then you look back at the end of the story and you think wow that's really wow Oh, oh shit harold's starting to rebuild his life at this time you know, trying to get back in the Wang market. Yeah, in the Wang game. And we're going to skip ahead about five years. Harold, for some reason, is in Mississippi. I don't know where, why, how Colorado became Mississippi, but I feel like it's this. He decided to go on a Christian dating site. And as you'll learn if you watch the documentary or Dateline, he was on this Christian site for a while. And I think when he had a few narrowed down... And they happened to be in Mississippi. And I think that's how he ended up in Mississippi. The one that won out 
we'll learn that he had some others at the same time. But the one that ended up winning out is a woman and her name is Dr. Tony Bertolet. She was a brilliant, funny, loving, empathetic, caring, kind woman with another huge family that was incredibly close. Uh, We see they're dating still. So we see Harold at the Bertolet compound. Like her dad has a lot of money in Mississippi. She has a huge successful business in Mississippi with her eye clinic. Um, She's an eye surgeon, actually. So um, she's extremely successful and has a lot of money. Uh, We see her at Christmas celebrating with Harold and they're videotaping again. So it's another family that loves to videotape like ours did as mine did as well. Um, And she got an Estee Lauder gift set. She got an Estee Lauder gift set. And I was trying to look in there. There were three lipsticks. Uh There's a bunch of eyeshadows. I don't know if there was a perfume. There was perfume. Okay. You saw that. And they were asking, did he get your colors? Yes. Like, which one did he pick? Yeah, and she loved it because yeah, she dove right she in super to that. Excited. He gave yeah. her like a weird ornament first. Yeah. And she was just spinning that around like, what the fuck She's am I like, supposed to do with oh, this? Great. And then she opened up that. And she was like, holy yeah. shit, I love this. Yeah. Um, but they're giving gifts. They're hugging. Um, they're smiling at each other, you know, staring at each other. We see Grace again. So she's the sister-in-law of Lynn the first mm-hmm. wife who died in the car accident. She still kept in touch with Harold all this time throughout mm-hmm. these five years. She was in touch. He would call her as you would learn in the other movie. He would call her almost weekly and he would talk to their kids. They, she had four daughters. Um, they would talk to uncle Harold. She stayed in touch. And so she learned that he was dating Tony and she learned all about her. And she, I think maybe met Tony before they got married, but she was very happy for Harold thought Tony was, she did. They did meet because they said they really, they were like, maybe she's the one. Yeah. Yeah. They loved Tony. Yeah. And then she was, they wanted him to be with someone. Right. They wanted him to be happy. And they thought Tony was a perfect uh, match for her. Nine months into their romance, they are getting married. It's September 2000. Um, You see their wedding. Uh, Kevin and Grace, which are, again, Lynn, the first wife's brother and sister-in-law, come with their girls and they're so happy and so excited and the so girls are glad. flower girls yeah, in the wedding that they're yeah. included and still so close with harold harold is just beaming he said he was welcomed with open arms into tony's family she has several brothers and they're all just together with her dad and there's video of them just smiling and so happy and it looks like wow i mean this is a great all the family is together everyone's so happy for everyone else here's where we see real brother of tony his name is barry bertolet and i wrote hmm he's a silver fox he was a silver fox and then there was another todd bertolet and they looked like twins they looked yeah. so similar and he it was, was hard a fox. to keep them apart yeah they were looked a good so much looking alike. brother yes. family and even the dad was a hundred year old silver fox <laughs> i would pork the dad and the two brothers i thought hmm um and so Tony, you learn in the other shows, again, Tony had been married before when she was younger and it didn't work out. It was really quick, like for a year. So this wedding, she wanted 
to have it be a big, huge kind of not. I mean, it, there was not a lot of people there, but it was a big, fancy wedding. I mean, all the she bells had and a whistles, big dress and a veil. Yeah, at a big church, mm-hmm. and um, I am the opposite. My wedding was like just my family on a at a river. Yeah, I and didn't, I didn't even fucking get invited. Well, I didn't want you there. I'm just kidding. Oh, you were at the reception. Oh the wedding yeah, part was just care. small. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't handle people staring at me. I don't like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I was a kid, I felt like, do I want a wedding like Maria and Captain Von Trapp? (gasps) Where she takes her 15 minutes to walk through the crowd at that church. Um, Or Princess Diana, I always thought, in her dress Mm -hmm. that she could fly away in with the Mm -hmm. sleeves. Um, But anyway, so this was a really lovely wedding. Um. During the wedding, you know, Harold is, like I said, beaming. He has a lovely, uh, his vows were lovely. Um, Her vows were lovely to him and they seem really in love. This is where I see like, hmm, Tony's dad, he is a handsome silver fox, a hundred year old silver fox, a pork that (laughs) silver fox. (laughs) And he's smart, and I feel like he knew. I feel like he knew. Um, So Tony's dad gets up, and he says, this is what he says at the reception, like his speech. for his father of the bride speech. Yes, he says, Harold does and says all the right things that a father-in-law looks for, and people kind of laugh. He's a great salesman. And then he says, I haven't checked his bank account yet, so... um, I feel like he fucking knew and he knew and he had had some maybe conversation with Harold and he Mm -hmm. just thought something's wrong. Something's really wrong. Harold told them again, a BS job that anybody, even if you have poop brain and your poop brain is acting up and it's pretty severe that day, you would tell Harold, (laughs) bitch, you don't got no job. Harold did not have any job. We'll find out, but we'll get to it. Um, but Harold's telling everybody he's a successful entrepreneur and a millionaire. Yeah. Um, Harold was not. But we'll get to that later. So we're going to pop ahead five more years. So Harold and Tony are married. Tony, again, had a very successful uh, eye doctor, eye surgery practice in Mississippi. Yeah, she was a surgeon. Yes. A motherfucking surgeon. And built surgeon. her whole business herself. Ophthalmologist. Yeah. Um, incredible businesswoman and an incredible doctor her family she was her family was hugely tight-knit and what harold again watching the hulu show this is where you'll get more harold decides they're going to move to colorado in fact he'd already bought a house out there before he even met tony he had this house and he finally got tony to sell her business leave her family which she talked to her mother every single day on the phone or in person and move into this mansion in Colorado Springs. Uh, it looked lovely. It was in the mountains, had a lot of land. Um, it's in Highland Park, Colorado. Um, I mean, they were calling it a mansion in this yeah. show. I don't know if it was I don't necessarily know either. a mansion, but it, it was and large wrote, and had beautiful scenery. Um, but I wrote it was decorated like shit. And I yeah, said, I bet was. that was Harold. Yeah. yeah. It was... What was that one candle MLM company that everyone bought for? Oh. It was in the ni- 90s. 
early uh, 90s and everyone bought those fucking candles and sconces i don't know what was that i'll look it up it was like a people someone would have a party and you'd have to buy it i can't party remember it was candles party yeah me light? yes that was it uh-huh. um i felt like there was a lot of party light and just uh-huh. weird but again this was 2005 we see Harold in the yeah. home video with a new addition. They have a daughter named Haley, a little mm-hmm. tiny baby at this stage, because I think this was a visit from Tony's family. Tony and Harold, just like with Lynn, would travel back to Mississippi about twice a year, which is far less engagement with the family than Tony was used to. And her family would come out to visit them maybe twice a year. They had a cabin in the woods or cabin in the mountains where they would go skiing. And then they would come out and kind of hang out with their house. And now they were out to visit to meet the new baby. And Harold's holding the baby. And what you'll notice in every home video is Harold is always holding Holding the the baby. baby. Um, We see real grace again saying Harold became a dad. He was obsessed with Haley. We see Barry Bertolet, which is Tony's brother, mm-hmm. saying Harold always had a backpack full of everything the baby needed. He was, you know, on it with the baby. He was, again, obsessed with Haley. And we'll learn as we go on how that went. Um, Harold is filmed in his office, quote unquote. Um, he actually has a plaque, a little yes. bitch plaque that's like the size of a candy bar that says Henthorne and Associates. Yep. And he describes that... He is a consultant for nonprofits mm-hmm. to help them raise money, and he works from home. And then you look at his desk, and it's empty. And there's a file of just like a file there, but not a fucking pen or a phone. There's nothing on the desk, and the office is empty. There's chairs, and someone said, I think it was one of the sister in laws, like, here's where he says his clients come. But. Th- no, there no. no. So I thought this is your work from home? Yeah. Um so he's this is the job he says he has. And he works from home and Tony has started up a new eye business in Colorado that again since she's so talented is makes a lot of money and she's doing really well. He takes care of Haley all day. He does the daycare for her too. Um so taking care of a baby and having your own home business. Gosh, Harold, that seems like that would be hard to do. You won't get a lot of work done. It wasn't hard. It wasn't real hard for him to do the work. No. I guess. Uh, Tony's family, again, was very, very close. And only to see her two times a year for them was a huge, huge change. Right. We start seeing home videos as the years go by. Christmases where Tony and Harold come back to Mississippi. Now, can I tell you about what I feel... Even from the first video of Tony walking down the aisle. Yes. She hated that motherfucker. She hated him the whole time. Yes. She looks miserable in every single home video. You look at her eyes and her eyes are screaming at the camera. Help me. Yes. Help me. How did they not see it? I don't know. I don't know. His um, first wife, I don't think that she knew. I, th- when I watch the video, which they say in this monster, American monster yeah. show that it's like, right? Like this is the first time you'll ever see right. this video footage. I don't know if it's on any of the datelines or anything else. I haven't watched it. But 
they seem to like each other. The first he and his, and Lynn, the first wife. There's things you learn about if you watch the documentary, though. So, right. But in like, this, that's that, what it looks in like. In the yes. videos, they look yes. more happy and natural with each other than I feel Tony. Because yeah, and, she had 12 years to succumb to her, right. and not uh, Tony. Right. I think, and who knows? I don't know what Lynn. Lynn was a sped. No, Lynn was a um, social worker. Social worker. Yeah. Um, Tony, I think being such a smart woman. Yeah. I think she had that conflict. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And she was like, he looks good on paper, so I should marry him. Yes. Um, mm. And there's a reason that yeah. Harold went to the Christian dating sites. Okay. It was to find more docile women that mm-hmm. live by a code he wanted to find of, you know, your man mm-hmm. got your man guides mm-hmm. you. The man is in Stand charge of the marriage, man. that kind of horse shit. And so he purposefully went to those sites to find these vulnerable women mm-hmm. that had these thoughts. Cause he was not as a uh, sociopath. He had no concerns of shit. religion. Yeah. yeah. Um, which doesn't mean if you don't, have religion you're a sociopath just he was un- incapable mm-hmm. here he was better than god because of his narcissism he was god harold yeah but that's what i wrote tony in the videos looks almost comatose mm-hmm. like if she's in so much pain or is so beaten down like she's or is taking a bunch of lorazepam yeah is just like just to be able to yeah. deal with her life yeah. and harold is always holding the baby, the baby and totally always. You see Tony look at him, look at her baby, look at him, look yep. at her baby, look at yep. him, look at her baby. So now we see hot brother number two, Todd Birdley. <laughs> and he says they would come, um, they would go out to visit uh, when they could to the cabin in the mountains. And this, where the brothers start getting more concerned about the distance separating the family because now... Tony is only talking to her mother about two or three times a year when it was every day on the phone just a few years ago. And what they don't mention in this show is that Harold was on every single phone call. Harold, Tony was not allowed to use the phone without Harold, Harold being on the line with her, which her family found awful. And Tony's mom would kept, kept telling him, I want to just talk to my daughter alone. And he wouldn't let that happen. Lynn, also had Harold on the line every time she called home. It was always, Grace would say it was always Harold and Lynn, which whatever, you know, she thought maybe that's what they do, you know? Um, No, that's a sign of a completely controlling fucking psychopath. And that should have been a huge red flag to them. But here's also something that was not mentioned in this show, but is in the documentary. I can't wait. Their mountain cabin, Harold's, didn't do a whole lot of the work, which I know that's surprising the wives right now that the husband's not really um, picking up after himself or doing any maintenance. Um, that's very shocking, but it happens in rare situations. Um, so Tony Harold decides that we're going to do maintenance right now at about midnight and he wants her to clean under the deck. No. And Harold is going to clean on top of the deck and Tony, by now, this is a few, like five, six years into the marriage. She's has the daughter, so she knows she's trapped. She is like, fuck, what? No, I'm I'm going to bed. I'm not going to clean under the fucking deck, clean the wood under the deck right now at midnight. 
Um, but Harold got his way. Uh, he was a completely controlling sociopath narcissist. Gross. And wouldn't you know it, as Tony is cleaning under the deck in the middle of the night, Harold somehow accidentally gets a, drops a whole fucking beam on her head. And a beam, a huge beam from the top of the deck me? crunches her right on the noggin. And so he takes her slowly to the hospital and she fully recovers. Oh, I bet he um, was pissed. And then did not tell her mother about that. I don't know if she ever did. I think the mother found out. She told one of the brothers and the mother found out much later. Um, no. But Why didn't he, they mention it in the American I think because there's so monster. many little details. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he. she was just a huge beam from the top. Harold accidentally dropped right on her head. And again, that did... I mean, Tony didn't talk about it, so I don't, I think her mother didn't know. Right there, I would have like, I'm flying out. Yep. And I'm taking you and your daughter yep. um, right now. Yep. You, again, there's another video. Tony looks more and more yeah. horrible. And the family is starting to know. They said there looks like to be cracks in the marriage. They're not hugging each other. Tony is not holding hands. Um, they're just pretty much roommates at this point. But the yeah. family says, well, they have a new baby. That happens, which it does. It does. Um, but you usually don't have the look of help me, help me like this, Um, except for maybe help me and stay overnight at my house. Right. So that when my baby cries, someone else can get it and it's not me, but yeah, Yeah. this was more like help me. Yes. I need to leave. Yeah. I need to leave and I need someone to shoot my husband in the dick. Yeah. Yep. 2007, we see some video. They're still together. Haley's about two and people are saying they still were together. They looked happy. Uh, We're going to skip five more years to 2012. The couple is celebrating their 12th wedding anniversary. And here we have a bit of a reenactment. Reenactment Harold had some fucked teefers. He did. (laughs) They were sideways. Yep. Um. Harold decides it's going to be super cool to surprise Tony at work with a mini vacation, which is a romantic gesture. It seems very romantic. All of her clients for the Friday had been wiped and fake clients put in. So Tony thought she had to work all day and the staff kind of behind Harold asked the staff to make up this dummy schedule so he could go in and surprise her and say, I'm taking you away for the weekend. I'd be like, bitch, what if I had plans that you didn't know about? Or, you know, what? Right. But knowing Harold, she had no plans um, because Harold controlled everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's real video. Harold hid in one of her exam rooms. So she came in to do an exam and there was Harold. And the look on Tony's face is like, what the fuck? She gave him the fakest, the fakest hug. I'm glad you're here. And she's looking at her staff like, holy shit, why is he here? What's going on? I mean, the look on her face is... Oh, God. You just wish you could go right through the video and just grab mm-hmm. her and pull her out and say, I got you. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. I got you. Um, Harold takes Tony away into the mountains at Estes Park. And you see real photos from their trip. And these are the very last photos of Tony alive. What he does is he goes into the mountains and he's gonna says, let's go for a hike. I know a beautiful lunch spot um 
that's really scenic and will take this nice romantic hike. Um, so they take a hike. They have lunch, is Harold's story. Tony is kind of lagging behind. Um, she, was she, she also might have had a bad knee or something, too. I think she was a sport, like really a, an athlete or something. She might have, but they didn't say in this. Um, Harold was looking at his phone, not really paying attention. And then he looks up and Tony is gone. Like, come on. You're not going to walk a mile without your wife and all of a sudden go, oh, I can't even or see her. If I were to fall, even on the trail, I would make a falling noise, noise like, and probably ow! be like, holy shit, ouch. Yeah. Or wait up, fucker, yeah. I'd probably say. <laughs> Can you help me up, fucker? This is like when Phil yeah. just drives away from me on the golf course and yeah. was like, we're just going to play through. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you at the clubhouse. Like, fuck off. That's, what, that's why I don't yeah. do things with him anymore. So he looks on the trail. He went off the trail. He's looking around yelling, Tony, 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 Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Feels good. Bleska's singing with me right now. Oh, yeah, she is. Um, he's calling your name and then he decides to look over the cliff and Tony is at the bottom of the cliff about 50 feet down. Uh Um, so he calls 911 and if you want to listen to more of the 911 nonsense, listen to some of the other shows because that's could be a whole show in itself. The fuckery he did on this 911 call. Um, but Tony at this point is still alive. Yeah, he said she's alive. She's breathing but she's not conscious right and again to get more detail on this 911 call you can listen to the others because it's it's fucked the rangers have a very hard time because i will just describe later what the terrain was like where this fucker brought tony what Hmm. he did um and that in itself was so shocking uh when the da who was not sure to prosecute this case the detective, the one female detective that I told you about, brought him on this trail and went, brought him on this hike that Harold took Tony. And by the end, he said, done. We're prosecuting. Done. Yep. He knew, like, he knew by just this hike alone. And if you watch the Hulu show, they show you in great deal. And you're like, fuck, no. Fuck, no. And I told Jamie, I'm like, if you ever took me on any of this, of course, Jamie was like, that's not so bad. I'm like, oh, Jamie. What are you talking about? This is absolutely horrific. But I'll I'll describe more later. So four days later, I mean, the Rangers finally can get there. It's a dangerous area even for helicopters to fly. And Uh. they can't, it's in the, it's just in this fucking area where nothing can land and no one can get to unless you hike this incredibly horrific extreme terrain. Right. Two hours after the call, Tony is dead at this point, and all they can do is just take her away. And Harold is <laughs> crying at the scene. Four days later, Tony's family flies in from Mississippi to attend her funeral. Um, she has been cremated. Weird. Yep. And the family is at this point, of course, it's a sudden, horrific, unexpected death. Mm-hmm. And just four days later, the funeral is there. When they get to the memorial service, they notice that it's extremely well organized, almost too organized, because there's actually a fucking lady with a headset. Yes. Telling people, telling people where to fucking go. She was like Frank from Father yes, of the Bride. She was. Oh, she's wearing the naffy blue. 
and uh, enter. Yeah. yeah. How and did telling you have people, people where to go? How do you know where people yeah. are going to sit? How do you, why would you even, it's a sudden unexpected death. Yeah. Well, who, who's planning that? I mean, and all my funeral, like I said, will just be Jamie doing the three minute fart into the, my casket, <laughs> closing it. And then saying, I'm out. (laughs) 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 Then a quick close it. (laughs) And he said that was her wishes. (laughs) She did write this down. Uh, so the lady with the headset was controlling the order that people walked in mm-hmm. to the funeral. Again, why did this whole plan this? Who why did this care? Yep. Where everyone sit. So Tony's mother, the grandmother of Haley, Tony's daughter, wanted to sit by Haley. Um, she couldn't sit by Haley. She That was not her assigned seat. The headset said, no, ma'am, you're yep. in chair row I was a-, a, chair three. I'm going to rip a3. off your microphone yeah. and shove it up your asshole. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to sit wherever I fucking want. Yeah. This is my daughter's funeral. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then I would have just sat down. Harold is in the front and acting the fool um, because he created a photo montage <laughs> for the funeral. Again, yeah. where, when, when would you do this? The photo montage was extensive and well-produced, and all of the photos were of Harold with Tony. Yes. And the brothers of Tony thought, shouldn't it be like her as a baby, her as a teen, her in activities, her in her clinic, and then her with her other, her family, parents, brothers and sisters, and then maybe at the end, Harold and Haley? No, No, it was all of Tony with Harold, with Harold in the center. And Harold's looking at it like beaming and smiling and acting like, what the fuck is wrong? They're looking at him like, are you high? Yeah. And... They're thinking, when did this fucker put all this together? Yeah. It's been four days. And then that hit them like, this seems like it's been planned for quite a while. Quite a while. Right. And they go home just like, holy shit. Because they Harold was looking smug. There were no fucking tears. He never cried. He's just loving ev- the attention everyone is you know, again, he's the widower mm-hmm. and getting all this attention. And it's just fucked. Uh, we skip to a few days later. There's a reporter in Colorado. His name is Brian Moss. And I thought, is he related to Enrique Moss from Golden Girls? <laughs> no. That was Rose's boss, Enrique Moss. Oh, yeah. And remember, she worked for the, the... Was there she a would guy try with a gun the, in there that came when the dogs were there? They were having the dog show. Oh, yeah. And she was a reporter then. Yeah. She worked for Enrique Moss. Yeah, yeah. And he was there. Okay. Sorry. Um, Birdwalk. But reporter Brian Moss was looking through we- stories that happened over the weekend. And I'm sure reporters want to see whatever. And his email, he gets an email and it's an anonymous email. And it says, look into the death of the wives yes. of Harold Henthorne. Hey. Still has no idea who sent this. No. But whoever sent that, good for you. Yes. The reporter's like... Harold fucking Henthorne. And so he looks um, and checks with the park police. And the park police are like, yeah, this fucking dick, his wife died. 
And they say, when we were searching his car, we found a map with an X on it. And that's exactly where his wife fell and died. Oh, that my was kind of weird. And the reporter's like, what the hell? Dumb like, ass. uh, hello? Yeah. And then the park police say they were also way, 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 way off the beaten path. And they were in a very unusual spot. And with a giant cliff. Yes. Yeah, so if you watch the Hulu, they take you on the path he went. They go off of the path and through this, like you have to literally walk through fucking tree. There's no path. You're walking through trees as they're slapping you on the face. There's no, like no path. It's just so wild area that yeah. no one should be walking. And obviously um, my husband, of course, would always yeah. go there and I would be like, there. we're not on the path. We have to follow the rules and be on the path. Yeah. Um, we're going to get arrested. And I'm like, I don't want to be arrested on my vacation. And then I get horrible anxiety. Yeah. Yep. Um, but he doesn't care. And he does that. They walk through this treacherous, hideous path that that alone is like, what in the hell would you take your wife through this? Um, and then you see this cliff. If my husband brought me to the, I would just say, fuck you. Yeah. It is a like straight down dangerous cliff. And he makes her walk down this cliff, half of it. They walk down half of it. Literally, it's like a mountain goat would fall. And she had like a fucked knee, I believe. And he made her walk down and they sat on a very, where they sat and had lunch. I just, I, I, I would be shredding him, but yeah. she knew she can't probably say shit to him at this point. Yeah. Cause he was such a controlling manipulative fuck. Yeah. Um, and so then after he even made her take a picture and you even see a picture of her holding on to like, and this is in the documentary, she's holding on to like a twig and she's on like an, the edge of a cliff. Uh, and no. um, they think like those were all these, he was staging her in all these places to yeah, come up with his look story. Like, Ooh, look at us and here. then they, to head back up, he said they were heading back up and that's when she fell off. Um, there's no woman her age that would do this that has you would have to have extensive climbing or hiking experience and they said this would be for an extreme hiker and he's taking a person who hated hiking and hated right she hated the mountains and hated hiking and that's where he takes her for her vacation awesome. and he even said you know she hates it out here you fucker um so the count and now the reporter is suspicious. And so is, I think, the park police are, this is really fucked. And his behavior on the 911 call was really odd. And his behavior afterward is very odd. The county coroner, her name is Laura Thomas. She's going home one day and her neighbor rushes over and said, there was a lady at my church. She died over the weekend. And they said, I don't think it was an accident. And she's like, what? Right. And he said, and his first wife died in this county 20 years ago. And I don't think that was an accident either. And he points at her and says, you need to do something about it. Yep. And then he farted and went back <laughs> to his house. And so she said, all right. And <sighs> Laura pulls the both files. So she looks at Lynn's first and this is the first wife first at this point she had died 17 years ago in this exact county and she looked over harold's statement and she right away found like fuckery one fuckery two fuckery three fuckery four everything about it she was like this is this is a shit show harold's story was that they went to dinner 
they were heading home. They're on this dark mountain road and Harold's driving and he says to the police, the tire was feeling spongy. I don't know if you noticed I, that on a dirt I road or whatever. I don't, don't know. know what the but when you have your wife in the car, you don't really need to pull over on a dark road in the middle of nowhere and change a tire. But that's what he did. I would have been like, fucker, can we just drive it to get home and then do it in the garage? Right. Anyway. Right. Um, right. But they pull over and he jacks up the car and changes the tire and Lynn is out there helping. He says he's taking the lug nuts off and handing it to Lynn. I would also say, can I just stand here, fucker? And right. you just put him on I the ground? I not be anywhere near you. No. Um, so what he says happened is he picks up the spongy tire and throws it in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. Or it's like a Jeep. It's or a Bronco a Jeep, I think it is. Or something. And he hears her scream. And the truck, the jack falls. And the metal wheel base falls, falls on right on face? her fucking yeah. back. Like on her back. Oh, on her back. It was. Okay. And you will get more details Why of this. Why was from, she under it Well, they, he runs then to another car drives by. And he says, call 911. Um, my wife is under our Jeep. And there is actually another group that comes and what they witnessed is pretty horrific. And that's in the documentary, too, if you wanted more information. Um, But in five days, she learned that the sheriff's department determined that it was an accident and closed the case. And Laura at this point is like, what the fuck? So she looks at she says there were glaring obvious inaccuracies first off she's talking like sheriff he's a dumb asshole (laughs) but first point she's noticing harold which they write down gave the detectives four different stories sometimes he was on the way to dinner sometimes he's already at dinner there were very different accounts and she was like you would know you would know if you ate already or no and shouldn't a detective notice that's not what you said before right and that's a, a big difference not like you know, I don't know. Well, last week we were talking about that detective who said, first you said it was under your armpit. Now you're saying it's at your elbow. That's different. You know what I mean? Like yes. something that much of a difference was a like trigger for this detective to go like, that isn't what you said before. This is what before was this we sheriff? ate, yeah. after we ate. Did you have two meals then? Oh, you did? How I'm many drinks down. you didn't have, Dan? Um, I also... They at least took pictures, the dumb fuckers, and there was a footprint in dirt clearly on the wheel well of the Jeep that obviously is where Harold kicked Kicked the the wheel well and kicked it on her back. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean... How he got her on I don't know. The I feel ground. like he knocked her yeah. out or something. Yeah, and something put her, happened. He and drugged her, her or yeah. knocked her out um, or hit her in the face mm-hmm. or something and put her under there or told her, crawl under there because I'm sure he was so I lost controlling. a lug nut, yeah. Um, the sheriff, though, never collected his boots to never do a footprint thing. Huge mistake. And she said, so she's holding the lug nuts. And what he says the reason she went under the car is that a lug nut rolled under the car. Mm-hmm. No woman would go get it. I mean, you would, or you would say something rolled under here. Should I get it? What? I mean, I, I, who would do that? And she says it landed in sand and it's a lug nut. It yeah. has, so, it has square sides. I yeah. mean, it's like not a circle. 
it has flat sides and it, yeah. what ro- what nothing rolls in sand and gravel and if you look at the picture it was like up it would have had to roll uphill under the thing there's no way and who was why was someone not there to say this doesn't make any fucking sense yeah and um shit so laura says in her head lynn was fucking murdered he murdered her he murdered her she reaches out to her colleagues that were working on tony's autopsy and death i don't know if she had an autopsy i think she was just cremated um no she did have an autopsy and she said you need to check this out wife number one i am now suspicious of this death you need to look at this tony's autopsy then was looked at by brian enrique mas and he looked and the autopsy said i don't know if it's a homicide or an accident i can't really tell it could be either and he's like what the hell like okay let's then come on like right what the hell so the reporter um you know he knows like with a pushing off a cliff it's so i mean hard to tell because it it could be a fall and this guy could have killed his first wife and this could have been an accident but he's like there's just this is too weird everything else is too weird his behaviors his all this other stuff is too weird the reporter then has balls of steel and he starts calling up harold trying to talk to him and, and question him on all this shit and he actually harold ignores all his calls he actually goes to harold's house and is knocking on the door trying to talk to him um, and Harold's a dangerous fucker. I mean, that took yeah. some balls. He, when he's not getting a response from Harold, he goes and talks to all of the neighbors. And what they said, he said, the responses were fascinating and disturbing. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, like Megan's diarrhea and hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> Harold, as the neighbors said, was excessively controlling of his wife and his daughter, excessively manipulative. They said he was strange mm-hmm. um one said if tony ends up dead uh harold should be the suspect if your neighbors know that yeah that's how fucked you are yeah because i mean i don't say shit to my neighbors i say hi how are you oh the weather's nice <laughs> and oh look at your dog and uh, that's, that's it yeah and they don't care two shits about me but then that's that's fine yeah that's what you want. They do a background check on Harold and Brian is stunned to find out this fucker never once had a fucking job. This is crazy. This dickhole has almost no internet presence. Uh, presence. And he could not find one instance of this dickhead bush fucker doing anything, doing a job for anyone and let alone having a yeah. business or filing or yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, he lived off his wife's money and he lived off their insurance money. He has zero employment history and he's just been living off Lynn's insurance money until he started running out. Mm-hmm. And that's when he had to find Tony. And then you think back to the wedding and Tony's dad's speech about his bank accounts and all this mm. stuff. I feel like her dad knew something was up. Harold got half a million for Lynn, Lynn's death. And he was living off of that. Yes. Tony was multi millions of dollars. 4.7. My God. Million. And so that's what he was going to live off of and yep. find another one. And in fact, Grace, 
Lynn, first wife Lynn's sister-in-law. This is fucked. Harold had taken a life insurance policy on her out. And Lynn had no idea it was still going on because like 17, I mean, when it happened, when he was hanging out more around Grace, he thought like, she thought like for work, he was doing it for her and that would go to her daughters. And it went, Harold was the recipient beneficiary and she told him like 15 years ago just cancel just that cancel i'm not it. gonna yeah. do it cancel it he never did and he was faking her name he signing it and paying forging for her it. signature and she said i i could have been the next one the then. sister-in-law yeah and yeah. she was horrified yeah well i would um been. yes and um yeah his whole plan from the get-go after lynn was to find another woman and he knew on mm-hmm. Christian dating sites they would have a certain, you know, kind of like he could be more, they would be more docile, I think he thought, of what the man in the relationship said and wanted. Um, I and mean, he, those are lame Christians, by the way, because. Well, whatever. he obviously has no idea yeah, what to he think knew of what it. He was, That's yeah. what he thought. Yeah. Um, and then he found the wealthiest one he could, which was Tony. And then he took he made her marry him in about nine months and what you don't find out either is that he was completely in charge of this wedding like would rage if like the colors weren't right or the cake wasn't going to be right or whatever and they were always wondering like why the fuck is he so interested in this right like what a weirdo and tony i think then was like what the fuck have i gotten into and that's where you can see like at the wedding she's like i'm throwing i I, this is going to be a bad mistake and Oh, she was right. It took two years for all of the agencies to put a case together against him. Yeah, so he was just wandering around oh, for two was, years yeah. with his kid. Yes, being the sole provider for this Haley. Oh. Um, the FBI then circles his house one day, pulls him out, and he kept saying, I'm Harold Henthorne. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, we know. That's why we're arresting you. Um, <laughs> what, yeah. This is what they said. He kept saying, I'm Harold Henthorne. I'm Harold Henthorne. And the FBI agent goes, we realize that. And you're arrested. <laughs> you're arrested. You fucking dick. We're here for you. So September 2015, he's on trial for the murder of Tony. And they go out in this trial and show his careful planning. He had cell phone evidence of his cell phone pinging off that same mountain in Estes Park mm-hmm. over and over and over and over for a, quite a period of time before Tony died. He was finding the perfect spot to push her off. Um, he also marked the spot on the map when he found it Um. Yeah, when you see this cliff, I can't even. Yeah, when I have he a also, picture of it that you can post to them. And when they do like this, you can't, the, they do this like camera angle, like walking it or yeah. whatever in the Hulu thing. And it, you, I, I just might, I just started laughing like, holy shit. <laughs> because when the park ranger did the same thing, she said he pushed, there's no yep. way. Yep. There's no way she came out here this and he didn't. There's murder. no way. Yeah. Um, and then she said she took the DA on the same thing. By the time the DA saw it, he was like, okay, I get it now. Yep. I get what you're saying. I get it. This is off the beaten you path. You had to see it. Like, once you yeah. see it, you know he's guilty. Like, the, yeah. all they had to do was take the jury out yeah. there and they could have. 
They also said he was saying he was doing CPR all on the 911 call and her lipstick was perfect. And if you someone does CPR on you, your lipstick's going to be smeared. You're going to, I mean, he should have been bloody, you know, not it at all. said she didn't have a scalp. Oh, yeah. Like she, like she her, yes, her she was scalp whatever scalp. that's called degloved or whatever when your skin uh, folds off your skull or your bones and again the fact that she's wearing lipstick on a hike just shows that this was not her this favorite wasn't thing her ga- to do this wasn't her no. bag nope. baby nope. not nope. my bag nope go fuck yourself harold i hate him so much um harold just sat there pretending to help her why she's still alive and dying and mm-hmm. it, i hope she was out cold yep, and not aware or in pain i just horrifying yep um but the special agent that did a lot of this work her name is beth shot and she worked with an fbi agent good job beth um, you're named a hero. johnny grossing or something grossing i think mm. um and those two did a ton of work for this and beth was a huge reason he got arrested tony's daughter Haley, is now i mean with tony's family I think they adopted her and they said, yes, she was quite a bit delayed socially because having a psychotic narcissistic parent, oh, no. um, she wasn't allowed to do anything, you know, and like daddy's your best friend. Um, but they said she, you know, like it's good now okay. and she's very healthy and happy, but he, I'm sure did some psychological damage to her. She, you wonder why, you know, why yeah. is my dad this fucking weird? Right. Um, but they say she's doing very well. Okay, um, good. Thank goodness. Poor thing. Uh, this, But this case is, there's a lot more details uh, of just his fuckery. And, oh, it's just, seeing these women in the video and you just, like, I can't do anything to help them. And right. you just want to. And he's just, he's such an awful face. And in the documentary, there is one scene where he is, it's, after Tony is dead um, and he has taking a picture with Haley and you just, you can see like, he looks like an evil, like I can't even describe it. His eyes look evil. He just looks like the scariest, most evil human being. And it's like just showing through his face. I thought, Jesus Christ. And then he has a little tiny girl that he lives with yeah. alone. Oh, that's not I, good. I know. Um, anyway, that is our story for this week. Uh, we are appreciating again the reviews you're giving. We could use reviews. Oh my reviews. gosh, they're so great! Um, yes, leave us a review. Thank you so much, and join us on Facebook or Instagram or follow us wherever. And we love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, have um, a great week. Yep. Bye.